But right now I want to talk to you about gravity. To set the tone, here's a song about it. Gravity is working against me. The great John Mayer. And gravity. How to control that invisible force and use it. How can you just think about it? It's invisible. How do you harness something that's invisible? Ah, that's the key. Let's listen to how the Romans figured this out. The city of New York pumps most of its water from the Catskill Mountains using gravity and hydrostatic pressure. But how did the ancients do it? Well, actually, they did exactly the same. The first aqueducts were built by the Minoans 4,000 years ago. But it was the Romans who brought the system to perfection. This aqueduct in Istanbul was probably built by the Emperor Valens in the 4th century AD. And it's 140 miles long. Can you imagine? There's an aqueduct built 2,000 years ago that's 140 miles long. And it's still there in Istanbul, built by the Romans. Now, you might think there's nothing particularly high-tech about these massive stone structures. But they are, in fact, incredibly precise feats of engineering. The descent has to be exactly right, not too steep and not too shallow. The engineers who built this had to achieve a drop of only 52 feet for every mile the water traveled. It needs to flow. If it flows too fast, you flood. If it flows too slow, it backs up. These are the guys that invented geometry. They understand slope, pitch. It's got to be a decline of just a small amount. It's awesome what they did 2,000 years ago, and they still exist. If you go to Europe, you'll see these Roman, ancient Roman aqueducts. Here in Pergamon, the engineers had to be even more inventive. They had to find a way of making water flow uphill. You see, the problem with Pergamon is that it's a 1,000 feet higher than its nearest source of water. Hmm. However, what the engineers of Pergamon knew was that water will always find its own level. So here's an experiment to demonstrate that. Whoop, it's a few air bubbles, have to jiggle it around a bit, and then it eventually finds its own level. What he's taking out is a tube, a glass tube, and bends it. He's not bending it, it already comes that way, like the letter U. It's a hollow glass tube that looks like the letter U, with both ends that are open. You pour water into one end, and you'll watch the water go down the tube, at the bottom of the tube, and believe it or not, go up the other side. Water seeks its own level. So instead of the two ends of a glass tube, imagine Pergamon, a thousand feet high, is where you want the water to end up. You just need to find a lake that's at the same height and run that aqueduct into the ground even, into the valley, and it'll come back up. Without machinery, you're using an invisible force. It's fascinating. So all they had to do was find a source of water the same height as the city. And they found it in those mountains over there, 16 miles away, beyond the Japanese tourists. They piped the water down the mountain through 27 miles of tunnels, canals and aqueducts. Mm. By the time the water reached the lowest point, the pressure behind it was 20 times the force of gravity, and that pushed the water uphill. In fact, the pressure was so great that clay pipes would have burst. So they made the pipes in this last section of lead. 
These cisterns supplied the entire city. Every home on this dry mountaintop had running water, complete with taps, 2,000 years ago. And believe it or not, when we talk to Vince Perillo, that's going to be the question I have. How do you actually line it up so that the gutter on your roof works? In the operating room, i got to make sure those bags of sterile saline that I'll need to arthroscope your knee, your shoulder, your hip, your ankle is high enough because when you go high, you benefit from that gravity. You don't need a machine. You don't need a pump. Here's some numbers that will blow your mind about the Romans. This is 2,000 years ago. How much water were they pumping with gravity and no machine? How much water came into the city of Rome? We have some estimates, we have some statistics from Frontinus, but we don't understand always what the measurement system was that he's referring to. So what we can estimate, what we do have the various scholars that have looked at the material, suggests up to one million cubic meters of water float into Rome at its height, when you have 11 aqueducts working. What is that in gallons? That's over 264 million gallons of water coming into the city of Rome daily. Without water, there is no life. Using gravity, an invisible force, learning how to work with it is the secret to success in art, in surgery. And you're about to hear a master of using this invisible force in sports. His name is Ben Crenshaw. And when his ball got on the green, nobody could putt it better than him. But you're going to hear the science behind it as well. Coming up next here on the Weekend Warrior Show, the number is 877-710-ESPN because I definitely want to take you into the operating room with me. And I want you to understand what's known as a loose body. What does that mean? Well, this week I had to remove one that was stuck in the synovium of someone's shoulder. Why does it occur? I'll explain what a loose body is as it relates to our topic today of gravity. The number is 877-710-ESPN. You're listening to the one and only Weekend Warrior Show here on 710 ESPN. Weekend Warriors on Facebook. Didn't you get the memo? Quickly here, Clapper's crazy kitchen stories. Easily find different callers, aches and pain issues. Right, I get it. Search Weekend Warrior in the search bar and click on Doc's picture. Who are you again? Voila! Like, follow, and enjoy the Weekend Warrior Facebook page. 